This is episode 81 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. And my motive is to basically sabotage everything they're trying to do so that my team wins. And Stephen Johnson. I think Tim sabotaged his online reputation wearing that silly hat. Today, Stephen coaches up his remaining team members, Jude. Last episode, I was like, yeah, this is great. I can chill and only make like three day trades. And Liz. The January effect is running, and I'm shorting front-of-the-move moves. Through two of their most recent trades, and we hope you learn as they do. Now, I just want to remind you that there is also a survey that you can fill out on our website and on our YouTube channel. Please go and take a few minutes to fill it out, and tell us what you'd like to hear Tim and Steven cover on the podcast. If you fill it out by the end of January 2019, you could win a Steady Trade Mystery Box filled with all kinds of goodies, like trading journals, t-shirts, copies of the complete penny stock course, and more. Who knows, you may even win a Stephen Johnson pillowcase. So please go to our website and fill out the survey today. But now, let's get right to today's episode. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. It is another episode with the paper traders. We are one down, but we have two strong female-empowered contestants Still on the running, we have the mighty, mighty Liz, who loves to sling a big account, and we have Crystal Ball Jude, who likes <laughs> to specify where stocks are going, but she's a little bit scared about taking trades, and there's a little bit of refinement to go. How are you beautiful women doing? Well, I'm at 18.5. Whoa, 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 Liz. <laughs> that is a different story. You have flipped upside down like you're saying good day, mate, in Australia. What is going on? I just don't like PDT, and PDT doesn't like me. Um, wow. You look, you look, the January effect you, is running, and I'm shorting front of the move moves. Keep that up. Wow. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. If you're listening to the audio of this podcast, this is the first appearance I've made with Steven's team. And my motive is to basically sabotage everything they're trying to do so that my team wins. So I would tell you, Liz, continue. Mm. You should be shorting MBOT today. You should be shorting SAEX. I could give you a plethora of low float stocks with news that you should be shorting. Hot tips, baby. I got hot tips for you. Thank you so much. (laughs) I I think Tim sabotaged his online reputation wearing that silly hat. But uh, let's continue for now. Uh, Jude, how's things for you? <laughs> oh, I also hate PDT. I don't get it because I don't find it helpful at all. Last uh, last episode, I was like, yeah, this is great. I can chill and only make like three day trades. But if you're stuck in a trade and it's going the wrong way, well, for me, I don't want to exit because I don't want to lose my trade. And then I end up actually losing a lot more than I normally would. Yeah, that's no. that's something we've we've talked about a lot. If this is your first episode, I mean, I think you know it's like the old quote: "The road to hell is paved with good intentions." And the PDT rule, I mean, whoever came up with it, I assume they're with the government. If you listen to Ronald Reagan, they're probably not here to help. But um, you know, it's like I'm assuming they wanted to be helpful, but I think it does the opposite mm. of what it's intended to do a majority of the time. I mean, I would argue right back at that. And uh, I would say that the PDT is there for everyone's own good. And I remember Tim Sykes saying that, and I was like, how is that possible? 
But I mean, looking at my previous data, when I was in the PDT, I would take only the best three trades a week that you could take. And I was banking a couple of hundred bucks on each one. And if I, and if, if the trade didn't work out, I'd cut it for break even and think, well, I've still got another two to make money. It made trading simple and it made it easy to pick the best setups. So I disagree. Until you're a seasoned veteran, like your beard shows you to be, then I would not be, uh, I would not be out of PDT. Where are you at in terms of money? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm 400 green. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I had to change my strategy. I decided after a year of attempting to wake up at 5.30 and the market opens at 6.30 a.m. for me, um, I'm not awake, I'm not prepared, and I tried. What time are you going to bed? I try to go to bed. And look at that face, Dad. <laughs> Dad, I try to go to bed at 9. What, what, time, what, time, what time did you go to bed last night? Um, 10. 10. Cause I'm not what, making. What did you do from 8 PM to 10 PM? Why Timothy? I want to <laughs> know. You're, I know exactly. You're, you're watching Netflix. That is productive to me because it shuts my brain down. I, it does not. That light stimulates your brain. It, th- it makes you think you're supposed to be awake when you're not. <laughs> I can't sleep at nine at night. I'm yes, missing. You can, you can do anything you set your mind to, especially go to bed earlier. I'm pretty sure anybody can do that. What about in the summertime when it's still light out until 11 p.m.? And all my Get friends. one of those masks. They're probably like three bucks on Amazon. I have a mask. Well, then wear it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, finish your story. Anyway. As you was... probably told me you were up till 10. You were probably now up till Now I got you all riled up. Let me tell I you know. my plan. <laughs> my plan is Speak to now, My plan is to now focus on afternoon or late day, midday, late day trades. Yeah. And, and also Tim, uh, you got really excited about the afternoon trades this morning and I didn't get up until 7am and I missed some of the runs, but I was like, yes, that's right. I want to get excited about what's about to happen. And then I have time to plan my trades. I have time to put in my alerts. Um, so it feels that feels better to me. I think for new traders, you should focus on the end of the day. I just don't like this can't get up early crap. Well, I can get up early. I'm just not awake. That's the problem. I do, tried. You alpha, have to do what works for you. I tried Alpha Brain. I did, and all it makes Alpha Brain is not a stimulant. If it is, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack, so I'm like half asleep and feeling like I'm about to die. That doesn't work either. So um, I will get up early. I will You'll go to bed earlier. <sighs> I try. You're fighting this. What are you like, my kids? Do you know I had to take a an edible last week on a Sunday to try is to get legal myself... in your jurisdiction? I have no idea. It it's Canada, <laughs> Canada. Everything's legal here. And, <laughs> anyways, so that's what I did to try to get myself to sleep. And I literally thought I was going to die. If I was able to get out of bed, I would have called 911. It was way too much for me. This is what I'm doing to try to get to sleep early. 
that and I had like severe dry mouth and I couldn't get out of bed to get some water. I was suffering, but I did get up at 530. I did. I did. And then I did like the worst trade I've ever done. Well, we'll, we'll I'm probably, probably still stoned. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go through your trades, Stuart. This is a trade from you on the 4th of January. You, can, you guys can see this up here? Yeah, and I made a mistake because okay. I was actually looking at the high of the day pre-market, but then I, it wasn't until after, and I, I don't think I was fully prepared for this one, um, but it wasn't until after that I, I noticed that there was like literally no volume on the high of day. And really it should have been where, where it's obvious at the um, like 750 mark. So I was well, a little I mean, late. I was a little late. You're buying, the, I don't know, you're buying this around three o'clock. It was breaking the pre-market high of day. Uh, on its daily chart, from what I can see, it has run multiple days before. Hold on, uh, a half dollar volume burst? I like it. So you haven't got loads of volume, but you've got volume. And then this thing ended up being in the, the tens. And what I noticed when I was looking at some of your trades is, I mean, you bought this in the, the 780s. And you sold it kind of in the eight or fives. So mm-hmm. I mean, you've took from seven eighty to eight. You've took twenty cents on an eight dollar stock. I don't know the maths, but it's probably. It sounds to me like a couple of couple of percent. It's not 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 anything more than. It is a small percent. percentage gain, but that's a very nice chart. I mean, I uh, we yeah, were watching. Yeah, good chart. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me make the point though, and then if you look at ACB, which is another trade that you took. Um, I mean, the the last trade that you took, that went into the 10s. You took out the 8s, it went into the 10s. You took 20 cents, uh, which is kind of 1%. You could have took $2, which is 20%. Uh, or, or, yeah, two to, two, two, 10 is 20%. So you took 1 or 2%, but you could yeah. have took 20%. I know. I, pro- I probably would have stopped out um, at the low, though. Because I was looking at the higher lows, and I was looking at that little triangle. And um, uh, waiting to see if it would break out. We, we can go back to that, but I mean, again, in, I on this chart is. I also don't trust. This, I don't trust the um, the marijuana stock. So. But, uh, well, yeah. just a general observation, but I mean, with ACB as well, you, you've got you bought this nice little wedge, this nice little wedge break, uh, twelve thirty. Not not that sometimes I'd wait a one or two, but. I, I, I see where you bought the inflection point here at kind of 12.30 when it changed direction and it had kind of held its highs most of the day. But again, you took this kind of from 5.90 to 6, which is like 10, 10 cents. And I mean, the, the, the one observation that I'd make is that you are taking 1% or 2%. Are you, and also, I think you probably, you, you, you're taking your profits quick, but you're also cutting your losses quick, which is good. It's good to cut your losses quick. But if you're taking kind of 1% or 2% gains and then you're cutting your losses at 1% to 2% losses, then you're not really, your risk reward isn't quite there. And if, you're, if your reasoning is, well, I didn't want to stay in the cannabis sector because I didn't trust it, then my argument would be, well, why are you in it in the first place at all? So my my theory was that it could it could break out the high of day, but I did put which, in which one? ACB. On yeah. So I was hoping that it would break the high of day. So the first uh, run up. You, you took your profits on the first push. 
Well, no, I took half my profits um, just yeah. before resistance. Yeah, and, I see that. Fair, fair and then, then I, I, I noticed, I felt like at that point, as the volume was dwindling and it seemed like people were not so excited and I felt like it actually wasn't going to break and that, that's when I took the rest of my profits. So I was going to hold on to, I think I, I don't know if it was half or thirds, but I was going to hold on to the second half to see if it would break out, but it didn't. So I sold. It was more an anticipation and I wanted to sell half yeah. just to at least have a profit because you taught me that um, I, if I, if take I sell profits and say, exactly, yeah. take some I, profits and then I wouldn't be so freaked out if it starts to turn the other way. I, I totally, I totally agree with that strategy. I think take a position, take off your profits when you get a move, but that, that should help you have the conviction to wait for the bigger move. Um, for me, if you're going to be in a trade, you should be able to withstand one, two, three, four. And it's good. We've got Tim Bone here to, to talk about this, but if you're going to take this trade, you should have enough conviction in your thesis to think that this can go further than 1% or more further than 10%. And you shouldn't be scared by just a few minutes of price action. That shouldn't scare you. I mean, I think what I've learned from seeing a lot of Tim Grittani trades is he is looking for the big, big, bigger picture. He's, he's looking to hold for two or three days. And the stock can go up 10 cents. It can go down 10, 10 cents. It can go down 30 cents. But ultimately, it should do what, his want, what, it, what you want you shouldn't be getting scared out just by a few minutes consolidation. As much as it pains me to, to agree with Stephen. <laughs> now, I like the trade. I like, I mean, it broke out of that. I like your, your wedge drawing here. It broke out. I love your great entry. I love that entry. But I would say, you know, to me, I think the, the better, and it's funny, you took a profit, which is, I mean, you know, it's like, but, and, but and my correct. thought is, my well. thought would be, a better stop probably would have been basically back at break even, you know, you know, so yeah, it's been exactly, yeah. to a certain extent, you know, you kind of give it that time. Cause I mean, you know, lots of times you take a nine cent gain and then it breaks out in the afternoon. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to sit here and say, Oh, you know, you took a profit, but I think give it in this situation, give it a little more time and then ultimately stop out at break even. I, I think would have been, would have been a better exit. Yeah. No, I agree. If you look at the chart, yeah. you made, you made the right decision, but the right decision in hindsight, isn't always the right decision. I mean, I really I look at the volume. I sell out too soon. That's yeah. But, but I mean, look at the volume, look at the news, look at the chart history. Yeah. And then you need to make a, a decision with conviction and stick with it to think, uh, I'm I'm not saying be a gunslinger. I'm just saying have conviction in your decision. And I'm not perfect either. Eh? I'm really not perfect either. And it's very difficult to have conviction when you're still learning to a degree. But just trade smaller and give it a wider range. That's mm-hmm. what I would say, especially mm-hmm. when you're under PDT. You don't want to be in and out of trades when you're under PDT. You want to be taking those gains. Got it. Let's see. Let's take a look at Mbev. So originally, um, you can see at the red green, originally I had an alert to take the yeah. red green, but what I didn't realize is if you don't type, type something in the little note box that I'll get a sound, but I wasn't sure which stock it oh. was alerting me to. So I had about five stocks that I had alerts on. So I was 
trying to figure out which one. And by the time I, I found it, I felt like I had missed the move. Um, so that was my plan. So now I'm writing notes in the little boxes. So at least I get a pop-up telling me which stock to go to. Um, and so then I saw it uh, break VWAP and went green-red. I'm like, oh, I might as well start practicing my shorts. Nice. You know, not only is it is it going uh, green and red, but it's kind of breaking that morning, you know, that, that morning resistance level that it broke through at your alert. And now it fails, you know, so it failed under that level. I, I like the, again, a, a great entry. So. Yeah, I just don't hold hold it long enough. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I didn't see NBEV's daily uh, chart. Uh, I did glance at it, but I can't remember what it was. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's a similar thing where you, you're taking kind of five cents on the move where it, it would not be out of the question for NBEV to go red to green, sorry, to go green to red. And then really, there's no reason why it couldn't bounce back up to the support level at 625 before failing again, because it has come down from the 630s to the 605s. It, there is really no reason why it can't bounce up into this like support level at 625 where you've got, you've actually marked it out with the green line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of shortened when it's already, for me, I would prefer to short into a bounce or short into a key resistance level or at least an intraday resistance level where this short is like you've just shorted as it's gone green red and it's already dropped 25 cents and you're only taking five cents. So it feels like a scalp, which is chasing a little bit. I'd, I'd rather be shortening it to a resistance level. I don't know what you think, Tim. Oh, I mean, I tend to agree with you, but I mean, again, I'm so bearish these stupid weed stocks that they seem to fail and then gap down a lot. So would it, do you remember what it did the next day, dude? Do you yeah. remember? Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I personally, I like that ready just because these stocks – seem to fail over and over and over again. So I, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think NBEV went up to 620 because I was thinking about holding the next it day. Okay. Thursday. Yeah. But I mean, if you, I mean, but the thing is, oh, it's just made a move from the six thirties to the, to the sixes. That's a 30 cent drop and you shorten on a 30 cent drop. I mean, I was waiting. I, I was hoping it would just plummet to the, uh, yeah. five eighty seven, but it didn't. I mean, again, it's just like, it's a, it's a, a little Tim Grittani saying that I always picked up from the challenge, but it's like always short strength, uh, always cover, oh, sorry, always short strength and always covering a weakness. Um, it's, it's a general rule that I picked up in the challenge. And for me, this is short and weakness. And it did bounce. Yeah. But, and then, yeah, we didn't see what happened after, but yeah, for me, it's, I, I try my best to, I mean, I do crazy things. So don't, don't take what I say too literally. Cause I, I show it super strength, <laughs> which turns out to be so much strength that it catapults. But, but what I'm saying here is like one o'clock. It's, it's what I love about it is one o'clock is a great time for a stock to break down. Uh, and a lot of stocks do break down. They'll have the push, they can't hold the spikes and then they'll break down in the afternoon and gap down the next day. It's what Tim Bone used to love doing four four years ago with Sky Futures and all the rest of the shitty stocks. It's his it's his like number one trade. And I and I like the concept and I like your thesis of weed stocks aren't going anywhere. I would just all I would say is wait for a bit more of a bounce. Like if it's dropped from six thirties to the sixes, try and catch it back up in the six twenties on a bounce. I'll wait for it to kind of roll over 
wait for that bounce to kind of start to top, top, top and roll uh, rather than shorten weakness when it's already moved kind of a couple of percent. That, that's so you, it. So you're saying let it, let it drop. Let it bounce. Yeah. And then bounce up, buy or and, sell. Yeah. And then let it confirm, let it confirm that the bounce isn't very strong. Because sometimes the stock will go, like, you never know that these weed stocks are so shit that they might be manipulating you or yeah. the, the big who might be, be manipulating you. And it's going red-green just to trap a lot of shorts and then it's going to bounce and rip back up to 630. Then it'll go 640, 650, 660. All the shorts are trapped and it'll run to new highs. So rather than chasing that weakness, why don't you just let it bounce, get a better price, get a better average, and then let it confirm that it's failing and the weaker the bounce, the more likely it is going to, to fail and have that next lower level down. And if it's too strong a bounce, it might go to new highs. That's, that's, so otherwise is, it's good. This is my first short and I have, and it's a actually good one. haven't, I actually haven't really studied shorts. Um, but that's, I, I want to, and that's what I'm going to start to do. Best advice I can give you, Tim Bourne will hate me for this because it would eliminate you from the competition. Don't short at nine oh five. Nine. Don't short at nine thirty five. No, no. Remember that's 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 the number one takeaway from this podcast. You should. I, I I would hope you again today. We're recording on the fourteenth of January. I would hope you guys have your max account short MBOT. I would hope. <laughs> remember, I... it's a paper trading competition. Ugh. This is a paper trading competition. Yeah, yeah. I would never but, wish but you will. I would never wish ill will on anyone's real money, but this is a paper trick. Just, just as general advice, uh, if you're new to shorten, look for stocks up three days in a row, two days, three days in a row, up 50, well, 60, I, I 70%. Like I like this idea on NBEV. I mean, I think that, that this is, you know, again, again maybe That's a little bit. breakdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in worst case scenario, it goes back green on the day. And then you cover into that green move. I think, I mean, I mean, I know it would have been nice if it washed out to, you know, the 570s, took out the low of the day or something. But I think that this is a, a, a consistent, I think, it's a, I think it's a pretty good entry. It just ultimately didn't really go anywhere and it, and it held. Now, I, again, I would have preferred to see you cover maybe later in the day. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why you covered two minutes later for five cents. But, but, but again... Because <laughs> she's just, up 400 bucks. She's up 400 bucks. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I love the entry. Yeah, I, I don't love the entry quite so much. I would rather have waited for a bigger bounce. I think, I think after that 30 cent drop, you can get a bit more of a bounce there and let it test green red a bit more. But that's me being precise. But ultimately, like my advice for you is stop taking profits so quickly. You're taking profits as much mm-hmm. as you're taking losses, which is mm-hmm. skewing up your risk reward. Mm-hmm. You need that three to one, four to one risk reward where when you cut your losses, you need to cut your losses kind of one to one. And then that's what makes a profitable trader. Again, easier said than done. I understand it's nerve wracking. understand that you don't see green as much as you'd like. So when you do, you're like, take it, take it, take it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but. This is a process where I, I went through the exact same thing where I was just taking green anytime I could say because I just was so desperate to say I had a green week or a green month. But as you get more used to seeing green, then it becomes easier to just close your eyes and let you, let you win us run. <laughs> Honestly. And, and I think, uh, and, I think too, 
too that really has to do with with the entries as well and and you've been teaching us about getting better entries which means that i'm not risking as much which means i can let it run longer yes exactly 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 what i would say to you is just try like i see you in and out of positions very quick i'd say the two pieces of advice i can say is have more conviction so have a let your winners run longer if you need to have kind of slightly wider stops like a, a point where you'll cut your losses not so quickly but you'll have a little bit less size to let the trade work mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. um and that's really it uh, a lot of your trades that i've seen are solid uh, and and you're kind of on the right track i mean shortening afternoon breakdown buying the multi uh, multi-month breakouts they're, they're all great setups just have a bit more conviction uh, that's it uh, i think you're definitely on the right track and it more than shows when you're 400 up uh on the month under pdt i think it's very solid and very well done thank you and yeah. me favorite favorite woman you probably be up way more. You probably be up way more if you went to bed at nine o'clock too. Mm -hmm. Keep keep me up, yes, Liz. How is the comedy and how is the trading? Sculpin, you're not doing any more, and you're struggling a bit more. My name is Liz Lele. Comedy. Liz Lele. Yeah. Sorry. Lele. Lele. Okay. How are you doing, Liz? How's things? Um, I'm studying a lot. Good. Um, I'm getting through new rules of penny stocking. My favorite Good. DVD was, um, was it short stocking? Yeah, that was great. Um, so like, I'll just like listen to stuff while I'm looking at the market or like there was one webinar that I loved. It was, um, the recent one with Tim, um, and Bowen was there and he was cooking for him. And I was like listening to Bowen cook for Tim. It was great. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, so sweet. So I'm studying a lot. Um, comedy is going nowhere. I'm just like focused on this. Um, Good. Else? So this is what happened, right? I was like, I was at 20K and you know, I go like balls to the wall, right? My whole account, boom. And then it's like, I'm up 2K, then I'm down 8K. And then I claw my way back up. <laughs> So I was like, I was at 22, then I went down to 14, and then I clawed my way back up to 18.5. Damn, nice bounce. So <laughs> Not a bad bounce. I mean, what, what kind of setups have you been taking? I haven't been on your videos as much as I should be. Uh, what, what kind of setups have you been taking? And what have you found any consistency with and what hasn't been working? Yeah, so on HSGX... Um, we're talking literally pennies. So on the intraday chart, it, for whatever reason, gapped up and it went like this. Um, I thought it was head and shoulders. So right here on the shoulder, I shorted over oh, my chart. My eyes. <laughs> the thing bounces from 17 and I bought a hundred thousand. What did it bounce? Half a cent? <laughs> It bounced to um from seven seventeen cents to twenty twenty six. Oh, I was wow. down eight k. I was like, oh my gosh! So I got out of that. You just one. got more bald. Yeah. What? No, you're fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that I was like, 
I was like, oh no, I might lose all my money. <laughs> so I cut it. You don't want to do that. Imagine it was real money. That would suck. I know. <laughs> but, but I mean, have you, have you, what, what, what would you say that you've kind of learned from when you first started to where you've come now? What, what have you picked up from the, from the challenge? From the challenge? The paper mm. trading challenge. Mm. Always look at the daily chart. The daily Good. daily. I love that. Yeah. And have you found the chart of HSGX? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, Liz, uh, it's like I still feel like you're, from what I've seen, I still feel like you're given way more priority to, and it's the same as Jude. Like you're hyper analyzing one minute, two minute moves, and you should be hyper analyzing the daily chart and the news and the volume. Right, you want to talk, Are you, you trying to, talk to about guess the price action? Let's I want to talk about the daily charts. I want to talk about the daily charts. PIR, bad sushi. It's gapping up. It's not, resistance is like here. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to short here at like seven. No, I got in at 66. The thing ramps up to 77. I get out. It's at 99 now. Like looking at the daily, I was just like, okay. I'm looking at Good. the daily the, this, this is a great example. This is a really wonderful example. And it reminds me of a lot of the types of stocks that Roland plays. Now, uh, the, the best way I can explain this is that you can never, ever, ever guess what's going to happen in the stock market. And if we could, we'd all be millionaires and billionaires. All yeah. you can do is, is take, all you can do is take an educated, no, cause I love short, I, like I love short into resistance. I know a lot of top traders that short into resistance and make a lot of money. All you can do is put yourself in the best probable situation to ensure that over a consistent period of time, you will grind out the results. Now, there will always be outliers that don't work out. So, for example, if you shorten a resistance, say a stock is 90 cents. Say there's a, a stock that is at 90 cents and it has resistance at $1, okay? A big wall of resistance at $1 and it's at 90 cents. If you wait for it to come up to 97 cents and you short it at 97, you risk it until 1%. And then it gets to 101, 102. You have to cut it because it's broke the resistance level. But nine times out of 10, it probably won't. So you risk five cents. On the times that it does come down, you've only risked five cents and you'll take 15 or 20 cents. It should come down more times than it doesn't. And when it does come down, you make 15 cents. When it doesn't come, risk cents. Yeah? But this is, a, wait, some, this is a really good point because you know how NBEV is between five and seven. When it was at six, okay. I was like, uh, which way is it going? But this is a good point of like, wait for it to get to resistance, give yourself a little wiggle room and then get the hell out. But when I was watching short stocking, Timmy was like, you wait for the bottom to break, which is different than resistance but i it's, i also yeah but matter. i also understand that like you give yourself a little wiggle room cut right there you know but but what i would say is there's two different ways to short yeah. if you're short in the morning if you're short in the morning you want to let because stocks come up in the morning and they come down in the afternoon so in the morning short as the stocks are hitting the resistance levels because they'll spike into these resistance levels and naturally people will sell at resistance levels and shorts and anyone, anyone going long will sell into the resistance level and shorts will short into the resistance level, which will naturally make it hit, hit its head off the wall and come back down. Mm-hmm. So, so in the morning, it's okay to short against resistance levels, but just make sure that you've got a tight risk. Never, ever short a stock mid-range. Never buy a stock mid-range because your risk reward is going to be bad 
on the upside and on the downside. So you yeah. want to shorten the resistance on the, on the, in the mornings. And then when Tim's talking about the short stock and DVD, when he's saying wait for it to break a key support level, what he's talking about is when that stock is up two days, three days, it's lost its spike. It can't hold its afternoon high anymore. It cracks a big support level. Then, then you can short, but make sure you short it as it breaks. And then you risk that support level that is now a resistance level. But don't, you don't want to be shorting a failed support level in the morning because it's still got too much volume that it can rip up and squeeze and trap. Tim Bourne will know what I'm talking about. Do you want to give more clar- clarity on that? No, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything. You I know mean, what I mean? Um, actually, last week, um, you know, I'm not a big, well, again, I'm not a big fan of shorting a, something like like PIR anyway, but I agree with everything you said. I mean, Huddy, um, I was with Huddy last week, and, and Huddy was looking at this kind of shorting into, I think it, it was up three green days in a row. So um, I think he had the similar idea. But I mean, to me, I, I've got it up on my screen right now. I mean, it's it was it's building volume. It's green every day. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a for sure a, a bad sushi tart. It's also a real company. Um, I don't know. Again, I know I'm kind of the anti short seller, but um, I do agree with all of Stephen's points. I just would never short this thing myself. So. Yeah, I mean, and look, I, I haven't seen the, the chart of PIR, but. I mean, there's a couple of points I'd make. And, and I mean, so, so just to, to give a kind of a general recap before maybe going to closing comments, Jude, for you, you've got the right idea with the multi-month, multi-week breakouts. And you've got the right idea when you shorten the afternoon breakdowns when it stocks up a couple of days. Have more conviction in what you're doing and try and make sure you get the right risk or reward by not taking profits too early. I know it's difficult, mm-hmm. but just close your fucking eyes. <laughs> close your eyes when you're onto a winner. Keep on doing what I told you to do. Take those profits. When you get that move, take a third, but then just try and hold the other half and and just stop out at break even like Tim Bourne mentioned. Don't, don't be, don't be so hesitant to predict price action two two minutes in, three minutes in, four minutes in. (laughs) Have conviction. Wait for the bigger. I'm putting the crystal ball away. Put it away. I never liked the ball anyway. I didn't like it. If I mean, I just couldn't tell you. Um, Elizabeth, um, what I would say for you is really, really, again, respect your risk reward levels. So if you're going to short in the morning, really make sure that you're supporting a key resistance level. And if that resistance level breaks, you're like I am. It is very hard to get out. You just want to hold it and go for a ride like a wild bull chasing red in Spain. I know I'm like you as well. I can't cut them and it kills me. But you've got to learn to have a plan. And if it breaks your risk level, you've got to cut it. You can't go on wild eight grand down rides. <laughs> you just can't do it. Um, you need to be, and then you, when you're looking for the afternoon breakdowns, you need to let it break support and then, and then short against that resistance level. But you need better risk reward. You need to not be taking kind of mid-range setups. Uh, and when you're shorting and short, like two, two green days up, three green days up, and uh, go along first green days with volume. Uh, but in, in summary, yeah, I mean... It's it's been a wild roller coaster for me as well. I've picked up a lot of knowledge from a lot of great traders. I'm I'm happy to pass it on to you guys, and I hope you can benefit from some of my experiences, wins and losses. Uh, Jude, I I definitely see you coming along. If I haven't responded to the email, 
don't lose faith. You, I can see your progress from two months ago to now is, is monumental and yeah. you've got to keep the big picture in mind. And don't lose faith just because you've tried one strategy in the morning and it didn't work. So now you're trying another one and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. You're always learning stuff along the way. Um, totally. Like when I, when I was short in gap bars and it was working for a year and then it didn't work. So then I moved on to higher price stocks and then I couldn't manage my own discipline with that. So then I'm going back to penny stocks and I'm like, I'm all over and I feel like I'm starting again all of the time. Uh, but you're always learning. And as long as you're not losing too much, then there's not really too much of a price to it. And Liz, you are moving forward and learning too. You have learned to start analyzing the bigger picture. You have started to learn to look at, if you're going to go long a stock, look for its history of going green one or two days in a row. Look at the volume. Look at support, shorten the resistance levels or shorten the breakdowns. You are learning these things. So uh, we are making progress and, and that's all we're going to ask for, I think. Hi, this is Latrina from Frederick, Maryland, and I like to clean my kitchen while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. You can register to win prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Frederick, Maryland.